Yolanda Williams and Katherine Lawson with the Women Veterans of America joined Charlie and Katie to talk about their military service, what brought them to call Clarksville home, and the mission behind the Women Veterans of America, all in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Charlie, I love it when we invite strong women in on our podcast because you're always outnumbered. I am outnumbered, and today is a great way to be outnumbered because we've got two classy ladies with us. Yeah, we're excited. I'm, I'm excited to hear their story. I am, too. And, you know, anytime there are ladies that are leaders and they're in the military or have had military experience, I'm always interested in how that how that happened. How did you get there? So yeah. we're going to start with Yolanda, and you get to tell us kind of how and why you you even got in the military. Awesome. Well, thank you both for inviting me today. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, as a woman veteran, it's just a, a great space to be in right now as we move forward in the great things that are being promoted and about why women were even allowed to join the military. But for Yolanda, there was a 18-year-old in St. Louis, Missouri that wasn't sure what she wanted to do with her life. She spent a little time in college and my dad was like, are we throwing money away? What are you doing? Um, and so I decided that I didn't want to stay at home, but the army might be a good option. And I was like, I'm just going to go in so they can pay for college. And then I'm going right. to St. Louis. But after joining and training and realizing what the military had to offer 25 years later, yeah. I was still there, and I just retired in 2014. Um, I had some really great assignments, um, everything from being a drill instructor for new uh, initiates that came into the military. Um, a paratrooper jumped out with 101st, jumped out with 82nd Airborne. So um, anything that they said a woman couldn't do, I probably tried it. Oh, wow. Um, that, was, that was my goal. My MOS, I started out as a combat photographer, and then as I I transitioned into military intelligence, and ultimately, when I retired, I was a rear detachment first sergeant at 101st. Wow. So this has nothing to do with that, but you are a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Oh, yes, ma'am. So yes, am I. Damn. Okay. St. All right. Louis I knew I, knew I liked your vibe. <laughs> yes. I always got to find some red because the cards are the best. Mm -hmm. Yes. Feel the same. So, Catherine, what's your story? How did you get into the military? My story, I started off when I was 17 years old. I wanted to join the military, and uh, my mother... At 17? Not, at 17. I had wow. graduated high school, and my mom would not sign off on the paperwork. We tried everything. Now, where did you grow up at? New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. I'm a military brat. Okay. So, my dad retired from the Army, and I wanted to serve as well. So, we even took a female recruiter. She was all made up, makeup, and everything. Uh -huh. Took her over to the emergency room where my mom worked, uh -huh. and she had a fit. Mm. So, put that mm -hmm. on the back burner for a few years, and I just, I joined one day. And I called my parents, and I said, hey, I'm at MEPS. Mm -hmm. And let's say it was a colorful conversation. <laughs> I like to meet her mom. She, she couldn't be more proud. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. She couldn't be more proud. So that's my story of how I started. And I, um, I've served in Germany, Korea, here at Fort Campbell, Fort Knox. I had a great career. Yeah. And I was a senior human resources sergeant. That's what I ended. That's what you did at yeah, Fort that's Knox. A, that's a hard job. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I'm in a school now. I don't <laughs> want to do it again. <laughs> and how many years were you in the service? 26. Oh, 26 wow. 26 and yeah. 25. How about you? 25? 25. 25. Oh, wow. Yes. So let me ask you each this question. When you decided to retire, what made you decide to stay in Clarksville? So, um, a complex question, kind of, because for me, I am single, for anybody that's listening. But, um, <laughs> Her picture's on the website, y'all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so, they, you know, there wasn't like family or a spouse or children that I had to weigh in into the fact of where I was going and what I wanted to do. And then everyone kind of tells you when you get ready to retire, the VA process and the transition, mm-hmm. you kind of need to be stable for yeah. a few months until all that stuff is worked out. So, I pitched my tent here in Clarksville and was like okay let's see going back and forth to Nashville to get everything worked out and it grew on me as uh-huh. I've talked to other people who have become Clarksvillians um, it it grows on you um, yeah. the community is awesome you just have to find your niche and you have to find your do. tribe exactly you do mm-hmm. you do you do How about you, Catherine? Well, I retired from Germany. Okay. And I left a son here. And my son has a family. Oh, So I wanted to spend time with my grandkids, so I decided to come back here. I love the area. Mm -hmm. You know, it's eight hours home, centric, everything, you know, great living. Cost of living is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had friends here, so that's why I chose Clarksville as my home. And you have grandbabies now? Yes. Yes, Uh, that's it right there. One comment I want to make about people that we have a lot of retirees here, and a lot lot of men and women, so... um, but the services that, that are in the area for you all, uh, anything from Fort Campbell to the VA to Montgomery County Veterans Service Organization, there's, there's I could name a million of them. Yeah. Uh, that's got to play a big role. Huge. Um, yeah. And once you once you figure out how to navigate the system, yeah. it's a strange bird when you come from active duty to the civilian world and figuring it all out. But veterans have a leg up because in this community it is very veteran friendly yeah. and they're willing to help you figure it all out. So, yes, but being here is definitely a good place to be if you are retiring from the military. So if so, my daughter's 19, and if for some reason uh, she flipped a switch and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining the military," yes, what would you all say to her? Go for it. Uh, they did it together too. I know. Now, I know. Not rehearsed either because I think yeah, you should. Go for I think it. you should go for it. Yeah. Yes. No matter opportunity. Yeah. The things you learn is you don't even realize you're learning <clears> them because they're challenging you. They are pushing you past what you think you're capable of doing. And when you come out on the other side, whether you retire like we did or you do your term of service. Um, you will be very appreciative of what you what you accomplish. And keep in mind the people you meet. You yeah. meet some great mm-hmm. people yeah. along the way. I can travel almost anywhere and have family there. Yeah. I yeah. call them family. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So do you think that what you learned in the military, you obviously learned how to be a leader yeah. because you, your steps through the military, you took different leadership roles. So how has that helped you in our community in reaching other people? Hmm. I'll let you go first on that one. <laughs> I got so many it, it gives you confidence for one. Yeah. yeah. It gives you confidence. It makes you, you want to get involved. And, you know, the things that you learn along the way, you're just, you're just ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just ready for it. You know, you, you, I can take back some of my experiences with putting things together, um, 
let's say a, a, a run or something like that and you know the way we IPRs and just breaking things down I mean yeah it, it works in everyday life yeah I think I have to totally agree. The the skill sets that we are taught as we go through the ranks in the military, it allows you for what we call preparation. We do 30, 60, 90-day calendars. We are always planning ahead. So being a leader in the community or just being an active member of any organization, bringing organizational skills, bringing leadership skills, being able to hear from those that aren't even talking because you recognize that everybody is not going to be at the front of the room making the most noise, but the person in the back also has some something to say. Um, Those are the things that help us um, now that we've transitioned. And it's it's a lot, um, a lot weighs on you because you're like, okay, we could do this better. And sometimes we tend to take on more Mm -hmm. than we should. Oh, I think everybody in this room understands that. I do too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of taking on a lot, you are the national commander of the Women's Veterans of America. Yes. How did you get involved with Women's Veterans of America, both of you? So 2014, I retired, um, had, as Catherine stated, have friends here in the community. So I was invited to what was our then national conference, which was in Lebanon, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a member. She just invited me like, hey, you should come. Catherine, you invited her? No, it was one of our other friends. Oh, one of your other friends. Oh, okay. So we, we, I go and I'm visiting and I'm listening to everything that's going on. And as a new retiree who has all these ideas and all this stuff that we can do to make it better, I'm like, hey, I you were not the person in the back yeah, of the room I being quiet. In the back. <laughs> okay. I was in the back with all the questions to all the answers of all my own questions. And uh, Mary Ross, who I think many people know in Clarksville, she is part of several organizations. Yes. Um, she was our, she was a, she is the national commander emeritus. Um, she looked in the back of the room and said, come up here, young lady, let me talk to you. I was like, yes, ma'am. And so when I walked up to the front, she was like, I have a job for you. And uh, from that day forward, I became her immediate mentee. Yeah. Um, she showed me all the ropes, explained oh, nice. the importance of what it is that I was saying and how I could help impact that as a part of this organization. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Catherine? What made you want to get involved? So out of Germany, I joined the, uh, I was a part of the American Legion there. And so when I came here, I was looking for something to do, too. I was also inducted into the uh, Sergeant Morales Club and Sergeant Audie Murphy. Yes, Audie Murphy. So that's a lot of volunteering and giving back. So I wanted to continue that after, you know, my service. Wanted to continue to give back, not just sit at home and get out there in the community and, you know, give back. So is, is there something that stood out about this organization versus other organizations or you're involved in multiple I'm sure I think it's the women veterans part um definitely like she said there is you can relate you can we it's a place a safe place for sisters to come together and talk we have some shared experiences and it's you don't have to re-explain it because she knows because she went through it too, or she yeah. knows because it happened to her um, a lot of times. And it's no, no dis, 
respect to any of the other organizations that have both or those that are male only because I think like those also have the same um, likenesses but because yeah. women veterans advocate for women veterans issues and rights I think that was the draw for me. So that was actually going to be the question I was going to ask that this organization's mission is to advocate for women veterans rights benefits and so forth. What are some things right now that are really kind of close to your heart that you're advocating or trying to fight for? Oh, go ahead. Two things. Catherine knew right off the bat. She, <laughs> she, got, she has she something to share. Yes. Yes. So, so two things. Um, the VA motto, the pronoun, it talks he. Hmm. He serve as well. Yep. So we need to get that changed. Okay. I, I, I honestly had no idea. No clue. The um, I'm grateful for the Clarksville VA Center, mm -hmm. but clinic, but... We need a female wing. We do. We need a female wing. And, and I don't know. I'm totally ignorant, so this may be a really stupid question. Do they have gynecologists and doctors like that out there for women? So the, the VA health system is one of the reasons why the, the women veterans were stood up 30 years ago with four ladies out of New York City who are the founders of this organization. It was right after um, Saudi Arabia, and it was when women came back, there were not the proper medical proper health care within the military structure so they started this organization to advocate for those things okay interesting and so now what most of the va systems are attempting to do and it's a long fight and it takes the women in that area along with our brothers and men and women of the community to say that this is significant and important because we are outsourced when they don't have that available resource within the va hospital system they send you to someone else as a specialist. And we already travel to the VA in Nashville if you are seen there. But once they stood the clinic up here in Clarkson, it was awesome. Yes, it's great for veterans, but we're still missing a piece mm -hmm. for the women that is special. And um, unfortunately, I'm sure not only is the hurdle of convincing it, but I mean, the federal funding is, yes. you know, with the pandemic and everything that's happened, our federal funds just they, you know, aren't there right now. Yes. Or they're not being allocated where they there need to be allocated. Right. <laughs> right. I think that's, that's the right answer. Now, don't get me going down that rabbit hole. Exactly, because there are all <laughs> kinds of funds that go where... Go to uh, other countries? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so don't get me going down that right. rabbit hole. Right. We, we're not going to... We're not going to attack that today. Yeah, okay. We, right. We're going to see that might, yeah. positive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it's fantastic that you guys have an organization and from what, that deals with those issues. I think so too. But also, I think some of the most important things is you're you're advocating for local people, you're supporting them, and you're mentors for other people. So yes. talk to me about how you guys mentor people, because I'm sure when someone calls you and they have no idea why they're calling you, how do you how do you help them along? How do you? I know you're a mentor. <laughs> yes, so, I am. Actually, a few few entities. I actually am a member of the Veterans Treatment Court um, currently with um, Judge Goble, and we work with veterans, male and female, that have some issues mm -hmm. on just the skirt of the law of things that are wrong. We try to help them find their path. I specifically deal with the female vets in that perspective, in that regard. And honestly, it's to listen to them. I think a lot of times people are ready to help you and they don't even know your problem. So one of the things that I've learned as a mentor is listen to what you're saying and then point you in the right direction for those resources. And majority of the time, like we talked about earlier, we as women have been through it. 
So I could probably talk to you about it. I Mm -hmm. remember when I transitioned out of the army and the difficulty of that, or when I was a young soldier and I was trying to balance work and school, or as Catherine would probably add, being a mom and you can, so you can talk to people about the things that you experienced, um, during that timeframe. I took a different path. Um, I started doing subbing in Clarksville, Montgomery County school system. I started off. I wanted to stay in the area I live in. So I bet oh. you'd be a tough sub. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I started off with Clarksville High in Richview. And when they shut down because of COVID, I got a call. Hey, go to Sango. I'm like, oh, geez. Elementary school. Mm. <laughs> think about that one. But I ended up loving it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I am now that school's permanent sub. Well, look at oh, you. that's awesome. I love it. So that's my part of giving back. Mm-hmm. Wow. Taking care of the future, America's sons and daughters. Yeah, That's yeah, fantastic. I love that. And you know, especially with the year we've been through, they they needed subs bad. Yes, and I was there every day. <laughs> you probably saw uh, either my wife or some of Katie's boys coming through Richview. My, uh, yeah, I have a son in, that was in sixth grade at Richview, and I have one in ninth grade at Clarksville High. Really? Yeah. So. Awesome. But yeah. we went to Sango for a few years, but then we ended up at East Montgomery. Oh, yeah. okay. So well, we, we sure appreciate uh, you guys coming in and I love your stories. I do and, too. And I love your you know, energy and I'm sorry, I just interrupted and hijacked no, that's your okay. conversation. And your energy. Yeah. Well, I love, I really respect and appreciate women that have a desire to watch other women grow. Yes. And I think that there's so many, you know, if we, like, and there's, it's, everybody says it, if we would just straighten each other's crowns instead of knocking them off, life would be much yeah, better yes, for women. Yes. So I, I just really respect and appreciate what you women are doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And you, you hit the nail on the head with helping each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. If I straighten your crown, you straighten mine. We're both better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So I, I would ask you this, tell, tell us how someone can contact you all. Uh, or find you on the internet, what, what can people do to reach out to you? Okay, so there's uh, the WVA national page, and it lists all of our chapters across the whole United States. So even if you're in Clarksville or you know somebody outside of Clarksville, we have a national Facebook page, and we have a national website, and it's www.nationalwva.com, and then our Facebook page is National Women Veterans of America. Okay, great. In our local chapter, we have the Women's Veterans of America Chapter 47 page here in Clarksville. Okay. If you send us a message, you try to join myself, Monica Meek, she's the commander, I'm mm-hmm. the vice commander, or Stacy Hotwood. We'll prove it. Yes, we'll yeah. prove you and get your application and get you in. Yes. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Thank you for having us. And any women veterans out there with any issues or any concerns, feel free. Just pick up the phone. And I say pick up the phone. It's because the phone is the Internet. Um, Right. Send us us a message on any of those forums. Um, We have someone standing by to help you. And we have several resources that you've already stated here in our community that know who we are and can reach us to help other women in this situation. I'm going to add one more thing in closing. If you are a female veteran out there and you're like kind of worried about calling someone or nervous, these two exude warmth. You have nothing to worry about. Call them because they're going to help you. I promise you. Yes. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on a single conversation.